Yahoo Soda. Just drank it. I, I love this kid. He's 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 a Yahoo. He's a nothing. He's a loser. Hmm. He's a hee-haw. <laughs> Never be anything. Archers, attack! Keep firing! Let none escape! Another down! Do not relent! Straight to the Scarlet Halls, I'm Slidewhistle. I am Immunization. And I'm Aaron, Fire Mage Extraordinaire and Horde Punching Bag. This is episode 35 of Do Not Relent. That's five sevens. That is five sevens. If I was this episode's age, I'd wonder what I'm doing with my life. I would like to say that this podcast is having a midlife crisis now. Oh, man. There is a new mana charger parked outside of my house that I cannot and will not be able to pay for. But I'm living in the moment, baby. This is my midlife crisis. I took out a few loans and I bought all those griffins. (laughs) <laughs> you sound like Aaron. Yeah, how's your, baby. How's your Griffin and Club Dean going? Um, well, I must say, last time or the last time I spoke about the Griffins, I said they were over a hundred thousand. They're actually seventy-eight thousand. In case one of our forty fans wanted to call me out and bash me on the wiki, but I ooh. But... Can somebody make a wiki for us? That'd be great. Uh, you mean us? <laughs> just I'll make the wiki about us, and I'm just typing away. I'm just typing away like, oh, we're such cards. Uh, speaking of mounts, you can buy the hot new Griffin mount if you're Alliance. And I mean, I guess it comes with a, a Wyvern stone the, mount. The Alabaster the, one? The Alabaster, yeah. Because I, I ordered the, the, the classic Ragnaros statue thing. That comes with the, the the mounts, and I guess if you buy the mounts, you can redeem the code from the box, and then I, they give you back twenty five dollars. I remember that because I was listening to episode twenty four today because I miss you boys, and we mentioned that. Were you really listening? I was. I was listening to that specific episode where you talked about buying the box, and you talked about that specific promotion. Wow, you know, maybe it's good to always go back to make sure that we're not repeating ourselves because I feel like I always repeat myself all the time on this podcast. Well, it was I mean, mostly like, just me being looking back and being like, ha ha, the banana boys. And then I paused. I was like, we did not do that. I don't think they we've done anything additional since that podcast. They didn't drop enough and we gave up because the drop rate sucks. I don't yeah, have time it was for just, that. It was just not fun going through that raid. So I was just like, sorry, banana boys. Ugh. And speaking of a molten core, because that's where we were for the banana suits. They actually just dropped new merchandise on the WoW store. It's like classic related. And they have this really cool Molten Core shirt that's in the font of like Motley Crue. And I kind of want to get it because it's like an Fuck, old school I do like, too. Like, shirt. Uh, they, have a, they have a Merloco shirt. They have a shirt that's kind of bad. It's like green linen shirt, level five, requires level three. And it's like, I get it. Yeah, those uh, oh, it's uh, it, I would say yeah, it's like the mug where it's like mug of holding holds raid juice, and like every paladin on someone's DPS was like, <laughs> "Is this hilarious, guys?" So good. Uh, but let's just move into what we did in WoW this week. Aaron, you start us off. 
What was your week in WoW like? My week in WoW, I finally got exalted with the Ann Cohen. I believe that was like the moment after we stopped recording last week. So it feels like forever, but it technically was still within this week. But that's Mm. nice. Traded in all my pearls for upgrades to essences I don't really use. And now I can just sort of go there when I want to, which is nice. I feel like when I come home, it's not my job to come and get rep anymore. That said, I'm still knocking away at Rustbolt rep, but at least it's nice to have half of my job taken care of. Yeah, after I had exalted in Najatar, I, I have been taking a nice vacation. I only really go if one of you guys is there and requesting together. I just, I don't feel like it because I have other things to do. So I feel that. Indeed. So, Immune, what did you do this week in the world of Warcraft? So I did a little bit of everything. And the only reason I realized I did a little bit of everything was because I got the essence that you get from doing a little bit of everything. Yeah, so I ran a higher level, um, some, well, we all did. We all ran some Mythic Pluses, which I say that literally every time I love Mythic Plus. And so that was fun. Then Slide and I ran a few different battlegrounds and some twos. We got the achievement Hot Streak, which is for winning 10 raided arenas in a row. Yep. Wow, I just realized we've never done that before, because I think we struggle, typically on threes, we struggle to win two in a row. Right? I was like, we we suck. I'm like, how did this get the, how do we get this? I feel like we didn't actually win that. Well, you gotta tell them how it happened. Do you remember how we got that achievement? First off, we did, like, the big battleground. It was AV, and, you know, I never know what's happening during that. I never know if we're winning, if we're losing, but we ended up winning it because they destroyed one of our towers far out of ahead, so we spawned way back at our original base. So we had to just defend against the endless waves of horde that were coming to kill our main general. And we just somehow held them off long enough that our alliance boys on their back line made it to the end and killed their horde general first. So we ended up winning, even though it felt like we were losing the entire time. Nice. Yeah, we did a big AV, and we were the big defenders. But for the Hot Streak one, we did an arena game right after we did the BG, and our first rated arena win that we have done in, what, like, months? Gave us Hot Streak. So you were just I'm sitting like, on nine wins, and it was like, ooh, but, get ready! But were we? Because, like, I, the last arenas we would have done would have been with you. Yeah, unless, unless you guys were doing some secret ones, we never won in threes. Yeah. So I don't know if we, like, secretly won some. And I how was it so secret that I didn't know that we won them? Because ten is huge. Slide and I have had, like, a little bit of success every once in a while, maybe at the beginning of a season when we, like, first dip into twos for the first time again. And, you know, you're going against, like, low-level people that probably also don't know what they're doing. So maybe we won, like, a few there, or maybe it's just a bug slash glitch and we got lucky to get this achievement. Either way, we're the best. <laughs> so look out. <laughs> it's like the Brawler's Guild thing. Just take it if you can. Hey, hey, that was an authentic win. I listened to that one, too. <laughs> I listened to my rage, and I just sat there in my car. I was like, you're right, Aaron, from six months ago. That was bullshit. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, so in addition to 
all the various different types of new content. I also started the Bumbles quest line so I could get that pet so that I can eventually be eligible for grinding out the bee mount once that drops. Ooh, that's going to be a great boys. Buzz, 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 buzz. Buzz, buzz, bitch. Slide, what did you do in WoW this week? Well, Lollapalooza was this past week, so I didn't get to play as much as I normally do, which I felt it in my bones. I was like, I'm I was missing, missing my, my boys. This was one of the weekends where I could just like play, and I was like, my boys, they're gone. <laughs> when we were just drunk at Lollapalooza. We, we had evaporated into the hillside in a drunken stupor. But Shout I was sure to, to do Chase, all my missions. Shout out to oh, Chase. Oh, man, thank you. The savior Chase. of sh- Azeroth. Yeah. What I did in WoW this week was Chase, my boy, the 18-year-old security guard at Lollapalooza, let me get my weed in, baby. <laughs> thank you, Chase. But really, I grind that out Azerite. I'm level 60 on my neck now. I have a quest to go to Caligos, but then I got sick, so i just kind of been laying down. I'm meaning to do that. Uh, the arena grind out we talked about. I have been doing a lot of RBGs again, trying to get those done. I don't know. I kind of want to grind out my, more rating. And it turns out if you have rank two, ah, what essence is it? One of the essences. If you have two of essences as PvP, when you do your conquest cap, uh, the next week when you go to your chest, they actually start giving you like little tokens to build up the next essence. And then the lady who gives you like the call to arms, Mechagon, call to arms, Echitar. Ah, yes, the lady in the fight house. Yeah, the lady in the fight <laughs> yes, house. My, my, fa- my favorite, uh, ah, fuck that joke. Cut it out. Uh, no, I'm keeping all that in. That's going to say in one piece. <laughs> I left everything I own in one piece. <laughs> yeah, yo, yeah, yo. I left it all with the lady in the fight house. She gives me one token per call to arms turn in. So I guess you can get two of these call to arm tokens to build rank three essence of, I don't actually know which PVP talent it is for essences because I don't use those. So I'm not sure. I guess I'll get back to you guys on that next week on what I'm building up to, but it is an essence. <laughs> yeah, no, I actually got that started this week as well. And I, I don't know. It's the essence that I don't like, so I don't really care, but it, it's kind of like the ones that you get from raid where you combine those things and get like the new essence. I can yeah. confirm for fire mages like us slide. It is not flame cannon, which means I don't care. It was flame cannon at one point, wasn't it? I swear that we saw it was flame cannon on a reputable website. Like before it actually dropped, it was like it's going to be flame cannon. I think it's like temporal shield or something. Yeah, it sucks. Like we never need that, and it's so dumb. We also have breaking news as of eight minutes ago. Blizzard has confirmed that there is going to be an RP PvP realm in WoW Classic, which people made a big stink about. And I do think that should be the realm that we join, is the RP PvP realm. That's that's the one, right? That's got to be the one. Yeah, I'm down, boys. I think there's only going to be one. We need to make sure we're all the same race, though, because you know those RPers are going to be like, why would a night elf, a human, and a gnome even know each other? It's like, oh shit, that's right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it says that AP, a, ARP PvP realm will be coming to North America and Europe. So that means whatever realm that is, we're on it. Also, in listening to episode 24, 
we vowed that we were going to fight for our name, so you know I'm going to be there typing in Yo. the five letters of Aaron at moment one. So, oh, actually, no, Blizzard did announce there. there's a time and date set for the name-saving thing. And that time and date is August 12th, 2019, at 3 p.m. Pacific. So get your fucking fingers ready. Get your fingers ready. I, don't I will, know if I'll be I will literally take off work for that. That's Monday. I can off. Oh, wait, no, I can't. Oh no! Wait, is that a Monday? Uh, wait, August twelfth is next. Yes, Monday. that's a Monday. As, a, as of this recording session. Fuck yeah, dude! I ain't got no work that day. Ah, uh, Caitlin's coming into town. I can't afford to take well, the Monday off. Ah! Slide, you have been tasked with getting all three of our names. Yo, fuck yo! I got my own names to get. I gotta get Swirly Jones. I gotta get Hurt Locker, and I gotta get Precious. Can you imagine if those you don't, names? If you don't get ass to mouth, I will be so upset. <laughs> I don't know what names I'm going to pick, because the names that I picked in WoW for my current characters weren't even taken when I joined in WoW. So, like, do I want, like, a cool name? Do I want to be... Do I want to be Alex? I could be Alex. That'd be cool. Or I could be Aaron. That'd be neat. I'm going to be pro Jared for sure. I'm fighting for that. I got that boy on lock on... <laughs> the live server i'm about to do it in classic too and relive all my favorite favorite pro jared memes oh boy but so you get three names per wow account so uh, that means i'm gonna get me nine names bitches so i guess i could actually reserve names for you guys if you wanted to which i guess you probably do want me to because i can do it so just send me those names (laughs) just tell me what names you want later and i'll i'll write them down on my whiteboard so, since last recording in Raid, we have downed Lady Ashvane on Heroic, and we just barely cleared that one. We had to move so many puzzle pieces, <laughs> so many pieces moved around, but we had to swap out a tank, we had to make a healer go DPS, Aaron had to make me pots, because I didn't have any, he had to make immune pots so, so he could smite as a holy priest... Don't you worry, I pre-potted for that and smited my heart out. <laughs> my favorite was at the very end when she was low, people were in bubbles and the executive decision was made like, fuck the bubbles! <laughs> Krinsk can die, we need to kill her, we need this DPS! You gonna drown today. And even with all of that, we just barely killed her with what, like, one second, two seconds left before she got her yeah, third carapace yeah. up? If, if we had focused on bubbles for even, like, a half second more she would have gotten her skin up and we would have died for sure yeah that is definitely quite the fight it's a very hard dps check it feels like at least for our group i mean and if you think think about it we had our raid lead was missing we had someone tanking who wasn't tanking before who was one of our best dps there were just so many things that were mismatched that made it more difficult than it should have been hopefully everyone's back next week so we can get that all straightened out and now for a change of pace, let's kick it to our roving rover reporter, Growlina. Evening listeners, I'm just taking it easy, relaxing with my fellow furry friends. Sisterine. So, sis, do you ever get flack from your friends for being a worgen? Kind of at the beginning, 
They called me furry bait and stuff like that. I see. I too have faced these hardships. They tell you to go back to the RP Gilnean servers. Of course, and that we're the ugliest model. Well, luckily that's changing. Have you seen the new updates to our faces? Yeah, yeah. The Worgen will finally stop snarling. It won't look like it's 2012, lol. I'm planning on getting those glowing eyes ASAP. Sis, you, it's like we're soulmates. I finally feel like I found my other half. Wanna go run on all fours and bother some gnomes? Yes, let's. Well, Sis and I are going to go bond over a bacon smoothie. Back to you, boys. Thanks for the update, Growlina. Hope to hear from you again pretty soon. So, I will preface this next section with a warning. We are going to be very spoiler-heavy. I know normally we don't care, and I assume our listeners don't either because we just talk about whatever the fuck we want, but this is heavy 8.2.5 spoilers about things that we have just learned, so if you don't want to get spoiled, we're probably going to be talking about these things for most of the rest of the episode, right guys? Yeah, it's it. so there's so much shit here. Ooh. My favorite episode of Do Not Relent was the time that they shooed me away 15 minutes into it, and then I just went home. <laughs> hey, we covered all the best bits, right? We got, we got Girl the Prowl, we got some news. Take that and run, please. <laughs> we got all your favorites. Just hit skip like 45 times to get to the end when we do sexiest. This middle part, the bulk of it, that's for hashtag real gamers only. I guess we can just start at the very tippy top of the sphere and talk about what's happening in what's it the chamber of heart. chamber of hearts right in the no no the heart forge Kyrie uh. we have to make it to the chamber <laughs> of hearts no You're it one is of chamber the seven of hearts princesses of light it is chamber of hearts it sounds so goofy Will somebody eat my pow pow poo fruit? Pow 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 fruit. How do you say poo poo fruit? <laughs> if 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 I win this race, Sora, Kyrie and I will share the pow poo fruit. Oh, and then I'm gonna fuck her. Oh. Sorry, I mean when I win this race, you're ready to fucking have your ship named High Wind for the next twelve years. Well. Riku cheats. <laughs> Well, there you have it, guys. There's the 8.2.5 spoilers that we <laughs> warned you about. <laughs> Riku's <laughs> coming in, and that, that motherfucker will cheat. You're your forever high wind. <laughs> you know, the Chamber of Heart. That is the correct name. It sounds lame saying it out loud. I realize I normally just read it. I so, also, yeah, I, I don't think I've ever said it out loud, so that's why I was like, Chamber of Heart? Secrets? So, what's happening is... Ebonhorn is being like mind fucked by Nazoth, which is insane because Ebonhorn is a cleansed black dragon and Nazoth is basically trying to rekindle his his love by being in bed with another black dragon, I guess is what he's going for. Was Nazoth yeah, confirmed of- the one that messed up Deathwing? Yeah, he's the one that like corrupted him and made him all cuckoo and evil and turned the whole Black Dragon fight for against sure, sure. the rest of them. Until this point, we only really know of 
two black dragons that have been cleansed of Nazoth's curse, really. It was Ebonhorn, as Sly just mentioned, who was cleansed like 10,000 years ago in that like flashback scenario we did where um was Hone. Yeah, everyone's favorite scenario, Hone High Mountain and his sphere of a thousand deaths where he just runs through all the demons. Oh yeah, baby. And then everyone's doing the same thing. So there's just 7,000 Hone High Mountains fighting the Legion. <laughs> all going, Yeah, so he was cleansed by Hone High Mountain. But then the other one is, of course, Rathion. So these are the only two black dragons we know that are free of Nazoth's curse. Can I just say, but before we continue Rathion lore, I just have to get this off my chest. Uh, Rathion, for the longest time, was the only, like, melanin, like, dark pigmentation human in the lore importance in the game. And because of his role as a black dragon flight, they called him the Black Prince, and I was yeah. always like, ooh, no. I was, yeah, because I, I was doing a lot of research, and a lot of it seems kind of, uh, like, there's a, there's one line where he literally says, do you not trust me because I am of the Black Dragon Flight? And I'm like, this doesn't seem, uh, that seems like a questionable writing there. you know. <laughs> Especially when he's the only one up until that point. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, the whole storyline surrounding the Black Dragons has always been kind of questionable because it, a lot of it's centered around rape. Well, yeah, yeah, Raytheon was basically, like, created via the rape of a Black Dragon that was being held hostage by the Red Dragon flight. So, uh... Also, okay, so there have been many times already that Raytheon or people referring to Raytheon has said that he is the son of Deathwing, but how could he actually technically be the son of Deathwing if, like, his mother was a black dragon who was kidnapped and brought to a layer of the red dragons where she was forced to give birth to Raytheon? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Maybe it's just like a, he's everyone's father. He's everyone's dad. Uh, I don't know. That's only really 8.2 what 5. That's like, that's cataclysm stuff. So I guess we'll <laughs> that's like 4.3. We, yeah, we, we we're digging, we're digging deep um, into the wells of our, of our lore knowledge that we've gained. But so Ebonhorn is having problems resisting the Zoth. And so uh, Magni is just like, hey, go find Raytheon. And you're like, okay, I can do that. And it's funny because for us three, we kind of don't really know who Raytheon is. We haven't encountered him in game at all. Because he was only in two expansions, right? He was introduced he was... in Kata and then he had like an actual role in Mop. Yeah, he was in Kata like a little bit and then he was in Mop a lot. And then in Wide, the only thing he did was he may or may not have killed Admiral Taylor and in Legion, he was there very briefly in the deaths of Chromie. So, like, we just haven't really hung out with him a lot. But, so, we're, we're tasked with finding Raytheon. Uh, and so, we have to go to Pandaria, and we talk to his bodyguards with the fucking stupidest names of all time, <laughs> left and right. I read that, and I was like, oh, no. The, it, it, date, it dates back to almost, like, Warcraft 1 naming conventions, where they were like... This is rape and pillage. The orc leaders. 
Yeah, and left and right seem to be, like, I don't know. It says there's bodyguards, but, like, also maybe, like, his two girlfriends. I don't know. Yeah, one's a lady orc, one's a lady human. So that's interesting. But And so, like, you just get there, and they're very secretive. And they're like, hey, yo, we'll give you what you need if you kill who's watching us. And you go outside, and it's just an eyeball just staring into, like, the tavern you're in. So you kill the eyeball, apparently. And they begin to give you uh, a torn journal page, kind of like um, the journal pages in Kingdom Hearts with Winnie the Pooh, where you had to put them all in the little <laughs> world, world book. The, an- the Ansem reports. It's also kind of ironic because, like, like Winnie the Pooh, this journal page talks about how Rethion was, you know, going around the world collecting information. And in one place, he was recounting his meeting with Loremaster Cho, who is voiced by the same person as Winnie the Pooh. Whoa! That connection, though. (laughs) How long do you think it took Raytheon to collect all seven friends at the end of the Winnie the Pooh world? If he can do it in under five minutes, he's a goddamn hero. Well, I think think he could do it. But, but so this this starts like a like a thing where you basically you keep collecting these torn journal pages and the first one you get is torn journal page number seven. Now that's weird. So he's you're not getting the whole story here. Basically, he's he's giving you what he wants you to read, and it's it's pat like it's so much information on one page of the journal, and you get what you get five or six that we know of. There's an ambulance coming. Hang on. You guys live on, I guess you said it last time, it's just the old people dying next door. It is the most ambulance-stricken part of Chicago ever. It really is. So you just get kind of sent around the world on this fetch quest where you're just following Rathion. And he's just giving you information that he's leaving behind. So like, you go to Pandaria, you get journal page number seven. And then they're like, well, why don't you go to Blackwing Shadow or Blackwing's Descent? And you get there and then he's like, somehow the bodyguards beat you there. And then they give you more journals. It seems like a very interesting, like, roundabout way to get you this information. Almost like Rathion's, like, leading you on, like, some information goose chase, kind of? Did you guys feel that? It was, like, a weird scavenger hunt, kind of? Yeah, it's like, he he's like, oh, I haven't been in it for a while, so I gotta, like, really egg you on until you meet me at the end. Yeah, and I was kind of under the impression that, like, he's selectively choosing these pages and sending us around the world to make us feel like, over the years, he's traveled the world, he's grown a little bit more, he's become more mature, and that we can trust him, and that the real enemy is Nazoth, and that's what he is trying to help us defeat. But I feel like, given his track record, he's probably still not trustworthy. (sighs) Yeah, so you get journal page number 16, where he's, he's just absorbing as much information about the world as he can. He's going to all, like, the big hot spots. He was back to the Backwing Descent, where, like, uh, Nefarian and Re-Risen Anixia were, like, running wild with the Black Dragon Flight. He goes to Pandaria to talk to the Lorewalkers to get all the information he can about the Black Empire and the Old Gods. So he's doing his research. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, because this motherfucker has been the source of so many poor decisions over the years that he's been around. Like, he literally helped Garrosh escape to create 
uh, World's Draenor. Like, he's the reason why that even happened to begin with. Okay, so I read that. That was him? Because I thought it was a member of the Red Dragon Flight. Maybe I just don't know my that specific Christy Golden book lore. Yeah, it was in War Crimes, and it was a member of the Bronze Dragon Flight. Uh, I think it's Kai's... Kaisdoromu, whatever his name is, he he stole the the sand, like the vial, the 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 sign, the 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 time turner from Harry Potter. Him and Rathian worked together to steal that because Rathian wanted one faction to I win. See. And when when Varian did not kill the horde, Rathian was like, "Well, fuck y'all! I'm gonna help Garrosh make a better horde to help get everyone united." And it's like, what a terrible decision! Like, why would you do that for? Yeah, so then inadvertently, after Draenor, like, he also led to ushering in A.U. Um, Gul'dan coming to the main timeline and bringing forth the Burning Legion. So, in a way, Rath- Rathian kind of did all of this. Which is super weird. I mean, I, I, think they're, they're, I think they're going for a redemption arc where he's young and dumb, and now he's, like, wise and reading... But it still leaves you really hard to trust him when this boy ate a heart. He ate the heart of the Thunder King. So, like, I I don't know. He just seems very gray. And they probably want him to feel very gray. Like, he's beyond factions and he's beyond everything by this point. I guess he eventually migrates to Karazhan in the Catacombs. Which is super interesting because think of all the things that he's reading in Medivh's library. Like, he goes into the library and is reading all this information about... Once again, everything. The pa- this page of the journal kind of implies that he met with the ghost of Medivh. Yeah, I mean, Medivh's always like, hey, I'm not dead. I'm still around. Like, <laughs> yeah, for a, for a man who we killed long, long ago, he's like, oh, just, just to remind you, I'm magic. You can't beat that. And then every king of Stormwind ever has been like, oh, shit, we can't beat that. <laughs> And so, and also what I'm wondering is, like, he also probably interacted with Cadgar because this is where Cadgar currently is, right? Yeah, Cadgar said he was going to go back to Karazhan, but there was no mention of him. So maybe he was just sleeping when Rathian was visiting? Champion, yeah, you Rath- don't understand. <laughs> I had a, a frontline part in two whole expansions. I gotta take a big nap now. I got things to do. So you get another journal page. You get, the, you get journal page number 25. And this one, I think, is the one that worries me the most. We haven't really read what the other ones are. It's just him basically saying, I've learned this, I've learned that. And 25, he says, I know for certain that the Forge of Origination is the key to dealing the old gods their ultimate defeat. Though I have not yet been able to discern the exact manner in which it is meant to be used. Uh, The Forge of Origination is the thing that will reset the world back to zero. It would kill literally everybody if it's used. Uh, so I don't know how he's planning on using this that doesn't involve killing all of us. So, we're, yeah. we're doing Halo rules, baby. Back to ground one. Master Chief's got to save us all. Yeah, because basically what this um this device... Well, what does it look like, even? What is it? This okay. Forge of... So the Forge of Origination is... Actually, I actually was reading the Chronicle... Because I wanted to make sure I knew exactly what the Forge Origination was doing and who created it. I mean, I know the Titan created, obviously. And so they, the Titans created this because they wanted to have, they wanted to help influence the world soul within Azeroth, aka Azeroth. 
So I uh, I went through the Chronicle just to re-remember where the Forge of Origination came from. So it says that these two extraordinary machines would work in tandem, infusing Azeroth's slumbering spirit with cosmic energies. The Forge of Wills would be embedded in the North, and it would shape the world soul's budding sentience. This thing's like making her like alive, basically. But that's the Forge of Wills in Northrend. The Forge of Origination, which we were talking about, would be installed in the southern reaches of Azeroth, and it would regulate the rhythms of the deep earth and fortify the world soul's form. So, question. Is this southern region been discovered yet, or is it a whole other southern continent we have not discovered? Oh, baby, it's been discovered. You've been the, you've been the old doom, right? Yes, hey, it's old doom, baby. Which, will, which we now know is old doom by the Hearthstone expansion. But I, I, I forgot or didn't know that the is this forge there currently? So, uh, Ra. It, this is like vanilla stuff, right? Like we we goofed around with this back in vanilla. I I honestly don't know if we even goofed around with the forge in vanilla. I'm not sure on that. I I think it only was goofed around in was talked about mainly in Kata because Oldoom was created by Ra and a bunch of uh, the Anubisoth giants. They they made it somewhere else and they carried it to old doom then then they built the pyramids around it so the the forge origination is within a pyramid it's also the dungeon that we had to go through for the hive mind quest the one with the annoying puzzle the one with like the stupid colors you had to match that was actually beneath the forge of origination oh interesting but what this forge does is it literally resets the world. It was it's only been used once before. It was used by the cat people, the Tolvir, because the Thunder King way back when wanted to take it for himself and use it. And so him and some Zandalari went walked on in and they figured out a way to localize it. They localized the forge to only work in a like a small area. So it just zapped their area and killed everything above land. Because Old Doom used to be a lush jungle area with lots of waterfalls, and now it's literally an arid desert because the forge was set off. So this forge would effectively turn the entire planet of Azeroth into a barren desert. Yeah, I guess. Because that's the, that's the plan that uh, Big Star Guy in Olduar, Alagon... Alagon, is that his yes. name? Alagon the Observer. Yeah, he wants to. He wanted to call the Titans to set it off because if there's any corruption deemed on the surface, they'll just hit it and reset Azeroth to its, well, I guess its first state, which is I guess just sand. Rathian wants to use the Forge to defeat the old gods, and I don't see how there's any way he can do that that doesn't kill people that aren't the old gods you know what i mean it seems so destructive i mean i'll say that like his plans in the past have been pretty reckless it's scary because what if it what if this can be what if it does go off and they use it as like a way to reset the world would they would they reset what if, <laughs> what if they they do it and it goes off and then the next day when you log in it's classic. Yeah. We, <laughs> oh, <I> mean, shit. <laughs> we've rubbed all the expansions you didn't like out with the Forge of Origination. Enjoy your three polygon dwarves. This is what no. you wanted. Oh, that'd be terrible. You're like, we know no one wanted the Worgen or the Draenei anyways. Oof. Big oof. Now that we know that his plan is to somehow utilize the Forge of Origination, what does his final 
journal page that he leads us to say. Wow, it's best we only get four journal pages. Yeah, and what's the last one numbered? The last one is number 58. Who else is this boy? I mean, I guess he's probably writing down notes for himself. Like, to read, because, you know, he's think about it. He's reading so much information. But what if he's not? What if he's, like, Maybe giving he's other Maybe he's journaling about notes? his feelings. It's true. I mean. Yeah, he's like, page 56. I met this hot dwarf chick at the bar last night. <laughs> he's like, she got a body like, bam. And then later he's like, I should not tell the hero about that dwarf woman I had relations with. Note to self, do not leave them this note. On the last note, he is talking about what he learned in Karazhan. He says, Though I knew there were valuable lessons in Karazhan, I did not anticipate that some of them would emerge from my conversations with Medivh's lingering spirit. Again, he's like, Ooh, I'm still here. He recounted his struggles under Sargeras's influence. I feel like Medivh only ever talks about Sargeras. Does he do anything else? Is that all he does? He's a very jealous lover. Or not jealous, but he's like... He loves to tell you about that time that he and Sargeras dated for a while. And it's like, <laughs> Medivh, it's been forever. You gotta let it go, man. So he talks about Sargeras again. Medivh does. But Medivh also spoke of his spirit's return to the mortal realm and how it guided Azeroth's champions in the fight against the very forces that once corrupted him. He said something on which I ruminate even now. I can never change the actions of my past, but I can forge a new legacy to leave behind. So it is like a like a classic, come on, son, learn from me. I fucked up big time. You fucked up big time. But now I'm a dead ghost. So things worked out in the end, I guess. It's kind of, I mean, I guess technically Medivh did help push back the Legion. So, but then Rathion ends the journal there. He ends up there and says, hey, yo, by the way, burn this journal when you're done. But then he leaves you like a, a secret fifth note. It's not number or anything, but it says... The note appears to have been left behind in a hurry and deliberately placed where you would find it. The note reads, Garlina, if you are reading this note, then I assume that Abyssia... Yes, I am reading the note. ...has fallen prey to the the whispers of the old gods. Fortunately, I have prepared a method to save him. You will find a potion with the properties you seek sitting next to this note. Bring it to my brother and clear his mind of Nazoth's influence. I'll thank you for your efforts in person soon enough. So this motherfucker knew exactly why we were coming, exactly what we were doing. How? How could he know that? Well, I think he has had eyes on us for a while. I don't know. But the way he says, if you're reading this note, then I assume that Abyssian has fallen prey. I kind of have a feeling that he was fucking around with time when he was hanging out with Kai's Dormu, the the bad time dragon. Yeah, and we and we've already seen him fucking around with Chromie in her alternate timeline. So I think he's just taking a vacation in time now. Yeah, what if what if he's like seeing like the future and he knows exactly what he has to do? Is that's kind of a scary power for someone like him to have right now, I feel like. Also, do you think that he judges Ebenhorn for the form that he took? Like it's like Oh, I'm, I need to turn into, like, a terrestrial form. <laughs> like, attractive, bronze-skinned human. What about you, brother? Oh, High Mountain Torin. Really? That's that's the one you're going with? <laughs> I mean, people judge Chromie for being a lone gnome. She's like, I just like the gnomes. I think they're neat! Insert Marge Simpson meme. 
but so you just you go back to Ebonhorn, you you give him the potion, and it's funny you actually give the journal to Mother. Mother reads it and burns it immediately. She follows the directions to a fucking T. I love her. Yeah, yeah, I read that, and then Magni's like, "Why'd you do that?" Like, I didn't even read it yet. And she's like, well, I did. And that's all that matters. She's like, like, don't worry. I memorized it. It asked me to burn it. Now, I feel like we wouldn't want Magni to read it. Because didn't Ajara confirm that Magni is the pawn? She said, she says in the fight that, like, the King of Diamonds is a pawn. Your speaker of Azeroth is a fool. So she kind of confirms that Ilganoth whisper that the King of Diamonds is Magni for sure. And that he did fuck up. So why are we still bringing shit that's important back to him? He's, he's at this point, like, what's the word? Not tainted. Complacent? No. Complicit. He's almost complicit in all this. It's because it's our dad's friend. You don't want to be rude. I mean, they went through a lot together. They fought Nam. He just kind of grinned and bear it. We're kind of compromised, too. We literally have the gift of Nazoth sitting on our forehead. I guess this is true. I guess it is a, is a big eyeball just chilling on the three of our heads. If Nazadi doesn't give me something for being so loyal to him through all this, I'm going to be a little terse. For real. So I think that pretty much wraps up the new quest lines that have been revealed about 8.2.5 regarding Rathion. Even though we don't see him at all, which is still weird. I mean, he says we'll see him soon enough. And we have been graced with the new model of what he will look like, at least. Mm. He is looking fine. I, I wonder, like, what expansion he decided to ditch the hat. I'm kind of glad he did. I didn't like the hat. Yeah, I was always really, I was always really eh about his big turban. I feel like he just kind of had to wear it to bring <clears throat> light to the fact that he was, like, the brown skin representation, like, look, here's something that points me out even more. But now that, like, every third Kaltiran is dark-skinned, he's like, finally, <laughs> I can ditch you, old friend. Where do you guys think this is going to go, though? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Do you have any crazy theories on what he's going to do and what his plans are? All I know is that in the article, it kept talking about his maturity. And a big part of his maturity was talking about the fact that he's not about factions and he's not about sides anymore, which only progresses the doom clock from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. to the ending of factions, which I'm not about. I may be in the minority on this one, but it's like he's learned from his mistakes and he's not picking sides anymore. And then Growlina runs in. She's like, but I am. I'm, I'm still picking sides. <laughs> Fuck the horde. I'm not ready. I'm not ready to let this go. Or there's a there's a bit in it where he's like, I'm preparing for the real battle for Azeroth. And I'm like, Fuck that. We can still fight the tentacle guys and kill horde. Come on. We were having fun on this one. Let's get him. Yeah, but as Aaron mentioned, he says that we basically need to prepare for the battle for Azeroth, which now kind of is implying uh, against Nazoth and his minions to save Azeroth, but I don't know. I still think that we can't trust Rathion, and I think that Rathion, maybe even the player character, us, is working for Nazoth in some way. 
oh god that would be like the worst case if he just like succumbs to like everything that he tried so hard not to be if he if he succumbs himself to the corruption that'd be fucked up i'd be here for it there's too many heroes we just need to have someone other than magni i guess who just royally fucks up i guess that's true i don't know i feel like anduin has done it a lot in his learning years they're gonna kiss i forgot that anduin was even in the game honestly him and sylvanas both where have they been I mean, I'm sure that, I'm sure we're going to get more. Hopefully, we better get more. I am kind of worried that we are going to get originated stuff. The island expedition stuff gives you a quest that talks about the current state of Old Doom and the cat people. You get like a little quest and it says, I see you have met the Amatet. The wound in the world, which is what, the, you know, the big Sargeras sword, has unearthed new tombs and from one they emerged. They speak little to us, believing us betrayers of our sacred duties. They believe that they, stewards of the Titans, should control the Azerite. Worse, when they realized that Raj and the others were slain, they constructed their own new keepers. They must have an active forge. So the cat people were the ones running the forge of origination. And I guess when the sword came in, it created a way for some buried ones to escape. They're probably still in their stone form. And now they're running the forge. And they, who knows what the fuck they're going to do. The forge is coming in from so many areas that's being talked about. I think we're going to be going back to Old Doom very soon to mess with this thing. I hope if we do, we get the Heroes of Old Doom song from Hearthstone. Even if it's just like a toy. That's just an aside, but I want that so bad. Oh man, that the 10 hour version on YouTube is so good. I love that they made that. <laughs> I was so listening to can... that today. <laughs> It's a beautiful song for a beautiful expansion of Hearthstone. But yeah, I don't know. And this just makes me like really worried about Azeroth, the world soul herself. Because if these two forges are so important, the Forge of Wills is literally under, is like next to Yogg-Saron. And that's the one that like makes her, her mind, it sounds like. So it seems pretty easy to get in there and fuck with. Huh, so are you kind of implying that we will have to stop this forge from being activated? It might corrupt Azeroth and we might have to deal with her? It's possible. It happened to Argus and Magni's already being worked, which means is Azeroth being worked? I I don't know. I think we're going to learn a lot in 8.3. 8.3 and 8.2.5. So this you can take as a goof if you want to, but I think it'd be fucking wild if azeroth gets corrupted and she becomes like a world soul type boss sort of like how argus was and in the raid to fight her you have to fight magni because he's like this is all i have i've been talking to azeroth for so long like i won't allow you to kill my wife essentially like the person who talks to me i think that would be buck wild Especially because he's supposed to be like this in the middle of the road character where he's like, the Horde and the Alliance both respect me. I think that would be buck wild if you had to fight him because he was so jelly and would not believe that like Azeroth was corrupted. I mean, like, that would make sense if she was corrupted because, like, he's just been kind of blindly following whatever he thinks has been her, which I think we have learned maybe wasn't even her because, like, she's technically still sleeping right or something not active do we even know if she's alive he's saying that he's hearing her scream but that doesn't mean it's her so i don't know what aaron said could be possible like because after bfa 
if we if we resolve all of this, what's Magni going to even do to begin with? I want him to be Nazgrim 2.0, in which he comes at you and he's like, this is all I know. You have to fight him and kill him. <laughs> Damn, this, oh man, there's, there's so much good shit that this makes me like think about so many possibilities. Uh, but I guess we're nearing the end of the show, so I'm going to pull a time warp. <laughs> Whoa, I wondered when you might. Yeah, I know. I was like, are we just going to make it to the end here and not have one? All right. Time warp. These fools, we're going to have 40 seconds to answer my trivia question with as many answers as they can muster. Are you ready? Yes. Yep. I would like you guys to name former and or current members of the Titan Pantheon. Go! Sargeras. Sargeras. Ezra, um, Ra. Um, um, Argus. No, um, Noganoth. Um, what is. Oh. Freya. Um, um, shit. Um, Ra Den. No, we might have already said them. Oh. Um, God, I'm so bad. No, I'm trying to think of them. Nolganoth, I, I I think I already said him, but I really want to get that one down because he's the mage one. Um, I don't know if he's a uh, Mimiron. Uh, so the Titans pantheon are Amanthul, Aenar, Norganon, Golganeth, Kazgaroth, Agrimar, Sargeras. Now, technically, this list has Azeroth and Argus on it, but Azeroth says could potentially become the most powerful Titan in existence. If she's dead, is she a Titan? Does she count? Like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll count her because she could be alive. Uh, and Argus, Argus counts. So that is going to give Immune the win. Aaron, you were so close, but you were mixing Golganeth with Norganon to say no. Uh. You, were saying you were you were smushing him. You gave him a smush. Though you had Agrimar, so it was a very tight game there with these random guesses. You did name Ra, Ra Den, but he's a Keeper, not a Titan. Yeah, I got really into the Keepers in the middle Yeah, you, you guys know a lot of the Keepers, which I know is it's so confusing. So I guess Immune, you have that win. Aaron, you have to take your punishment. Here we go. <laughs> wow, I mean, are you on a hot streak over here? Is this like your second, third win? I'm surprised I pulled that one out, but yeah, I this is unprecedented. I am notoriously bad at these games. My favorite thing on this thing is uh, Dolganeth, Father of the Sea Giants. What a title. I'm, I'm in so much pain. I need something nice in my life. Which is why I'm bringing us to the sexiest NPC of the week. Who could it be this week? No, I won't lie to you, Dean Army. Sometimes, when it comes to sexiest NPC of the week, I need a little help. So I dipped down all the way seven years ago to a European... Uh, Blizzard.com thread. So who's the sex? Who's the hottest NPC by Tossin Da Heel? Oh. Ooh. I went over the various people they said. 
but only one caught my eye, and that Ooh. was our sexiest NPC of the week, Susan Tillinghast. Susan. Look at that cleavage. Susan. Susan. Look it's at just about all she has. <laughs> Susan Tillinghast is a beautiful undead pirate whose choice and outfit is questionable. <laughs> She's wearing boots that almost reach her pants, but her kneecaps are showing, and so it looks really awkward in the middle, and her bazoongas are just blopping up and down. Look at them. The aforementioned bodyguards left and right are out front. <laughs> of all of the things that she kept, she was like, take my arms, take my legs, take my face if you need, but leave my bazoombas. Yeah, I, um, I, I guess, yeah, I, wouldn't those be the first things to go, I feel like? Yeah, you, you would think fatty tissue goes before muscle, but she's like, no, cast a spell on me. I need my rocking tits. <laughs> this is definitely something that you want to check out. This will be on our Twitter. You gotta see it. You will be blown away by her look. Mm. Also, her her rapier is pretty cool. Like, I would try to make a mog around that. So, I have a bit of privileged information here that I want to discuss. Actually, I have two. One, her husband is in Northrend. I saw that. She is taken. However, she is looking for love during the Love is in the Air event. So... (gasps) Wait, question. Is her husband still alive as a human? During my research, I could not find that, so I don't know, but if you're looking for a third gang, I'm sure they'd be down to clown. <laughs> uh, I think we have to go to Northrend and find her husband and make sure he's okay with us first, and also make sure he's he's not undead. If he's human, she's fair game, right? Like, that's not going to work out. Of course, of course. Also, and this one's going to get a little serious, so I apologize. This start is from 2012, and she resided... In the Undercity. Gang, do you think she's even still around? Oh shit, is she dead? Do you think this is our first posthumous, <laughs> sexiest NBC of the week? Luckily, as of last week, I think Guzba's already dead. <laughs> oh, that, that's true. We awarded it to Guzba, and he's been dead since Warcraft 1. Oh man, the Guzba's in the back. Oh yeah, now I'm curious, how many of our other NBCs are dead? Are any of them dead other than these two? Susan's a resilient woman. She might still be alive. I don't know, Also, the episode that we did with Sweaty Gumbo, we definitely did name a boss that we personally killed as sexiest NBC of the week. Oh, yeah. You know what? I bet you there's a lot of dead in our list. We really look at it. (laughs) We have a lot of sexy corpses in our wake. (laughs) Oh, but Susan, we're coming for that booty. If you agree to it, of course. If she has it, maybe she gave it up for her tits. I don't know. <laughs> Trade the butt meat for boobies, please. <laughs> Is that where her kneecaps went? She just transferred into her boobs. <laughs> she 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 lowers the pants and it's just two bones. I'm so sorry. I had to keep them intact. Oh, Susie, no. Susan, your award is in the mail wherever you reside now. Yeah, please give us your forwarding address, because we need to know where your new house is, because I don't think anyone's delivering to Undercity anymore. And with that, we've reached the penultimate part of our show. The top toot, bottom boot, or medium moot. So, Immune, what is your TTBBMM? 
Okay, I have a bottom boot this week. And it came when earlier this week I was trying to get my islands out of the way before raid. And, you know, we're on our third island. So it should be more than enough to, you know, get get over my um Azerite limit to turn into Flynn. But just as the island was beginning my game just quickly disconnected and i was not able to log back in for like three or four minutes and luckily i was eventually able to log back in but when i did um everyone else had already like you know collected a bunch of azurite and killed the enough and i guess i didn't get any azurite for the, like the things that they were doing along the way so by the time everything was said and done, I still am literally, like, 20 to, like, 40 Azurite away from my cap. So, that's my bottom boot this week. <laughs> that's pretty funny, though. <laughs> that is deeply unfortunate, but I've definitely been there. Um, Slide, what is your top toot, bottom boot, or medium mute this week? I'm gonna give a big ol' hearty top toot to my man... The B mount, which we now know what we have to do to get it. And you know I'm going to be out there with my Bumbles the pet. I'm going to go follow that jelly, and I'm going to farm Thin Jelly, I believe it's called, which is a, a currency you turn into a big B. And if you collect, I believe it's 6,000 Thin Jellies, you can be the owner of a beautiful B mount. And also with an, an added bonus, uh, I learned that they're making tiny little hats for your Bumble the Bee pet. And I can put a fez on them. That's the only hat I know right now, but I think there are others. It's like the pugs in Draenor, where you can get like a little pirate hat or like a ghost hat. So I'm excited for that. That's good to know. Uh, what about you, Aaron? What's your top two medium moot bottom boot? So my top two of the week was that entering raid this past raiding night. I have been hanging out with a 400 offhand for forever. And I was like, please, God, turn me into a bird. Let me fly far, far away and get me a good offhand. And the first kill of the night, I got a 430 offhand. I'm like, oh, Lord. Mm. I was standing in my seat at the church. And I said, Lord, since I have you on the horn, give me a good knife because I don't. I said, I don't want a wand. Second <laughs> boss of the night, I got a 430 knife. I'm like, Azeroth is good. She praise gives the me, praise the Zoth. Praise he gives me what I want. <laughs> and in that moment, Aaron knew that Azeroth wasn't sleeping, wasn't dead. She is there and alive in all of us today. I need everyone to stand up. I need you to feel Azeroth deep inside your bones. Woo! Hit your five key and let the memory of Lucid Dream flow through you. Mm, Lord, we're gonna get us some knives today. Oh, Mazoth is good. <laughs> I am jumping ship between gods. Azeroth, Mazoth, whoever got me my knife. You are who I pledge myself to. Honestly, maybe by this point, they're one in the same. 
Who knows? Oh, shit. That makes my prayer a lot easier. I don't have to send two notes in the mail. I only have to send the one. <laughs> shit. Also, is that like a new a new theory we just unlocked that maybe Azeroth has been dead this whole time but replaced by Nazoth? I mean, I've seen it before, so it's not like <laughs> our theory, but I, I don't know. I, I might subscribe to it. Maybe? I don't know. I'm scared. But... <laughs> That was, I'm sorry, the, the, the soul of Nazoth, his sliminess creeped inside my real-life body, and he, he demanded that I tell everyone the truth. But that was my top toot of the week. Ooh, what a good toot, what a good toot. Uh, nice. well, I think we're going to close out. I think we're headed out. Uh, if you guys want to join the, uh, the DN Army, you can follow us on Twitter at do not pod, or if you want to send us an email with set these NPC suggestions. You want to send us your toes. I don't know, anything. You can email us at donetrelentpod at gmail.com. What about you guys? We're going to find you in cyberspace. You can find me, Alex, or Immunization on Twitter at NewEraAlex. You can find me, Aaron the Human, at TheBigAcheesy on Twitter. And we're out of here. Catch you guys next week. Praise Nazoth. And Praise remember, him. another down. Do not relent! Do Not Relent is a podcast within the 3HNC network, representing U.S. Proudmore's premier podcasts. That was a very good wish. <laughs>